episode 37. Yep. Beer Rap and Banter. Beer Rap and Bats. Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for checking us out. Make sure you subscribe. subscribe Make sure subscribe, you leave subscribe. a comment. Episode 37, the Skirtle. We're going with Skirtle, yeah? Definitely. I like Skirtle. Definitely going with... Oh, Skirtle. Yeah, because it, it makes it sound a bit more continental, doesn't it? Skirtle. <laughs> like a Martel. What, do you say Skirtle? Yeah, Squirtle. Martin Skirtle. Want <laughs> <laughs> me in, son? Um, you got the notes for us today, Cal? Um, yeah, man. How you um, been? How you been? Just I've been good, up. man. I've been very good. good um, we ain't even done the cheers yet. Look, oh, let me cheers. grab this. It, we are once again back. Once again, beer rap and banter. Tea rap and banter today. Tea rap and banter. The second episode of 2019. Yeah. Like I said, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, comment, all of that good stuff. Check out the past episodes and interviews. Apparently, you can't put your glass or your cup down after you've done cheers. It's bad luck. You have to just drink it. Oh, I literally have to burn my face, burn my mouth off and, <laughs> and, and do it. Um, Oh, mm. This is hot, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeesh. Um, still doing dry January, by the way. Um, I, I think it's good that you've done that. Me personally, I've just been uh, not drinking as much as I normally do. Uh, but I haven't been dry all the way through January. I've had a couple of drinks here or there. Yeah, I've been dry all the way through. And it's I've commendable. Been, thank you very much. I've even got an app uh, on my phone now, which uh, shows you how much money you're saving, uh, how many calories you've not, uh, built up through drinking and um, it's really positive it's really positive so if you are doing dry January and you're on this journey with myself and with Cal then we salute you and you know you can take it one day at a time you can take it one weekend at a time yeah I was really struggling the other day I went to uh, Walthamstow Walton Forest Capital of Culture oh yeah yeah the festival so Walton Forest our, our borough our local borough from the manor Walton Forest they have made uh as the capital of culture. So everyone went out drinking and I went to the pub and I did not drink. You didn't drink at all. And I in really... This, in, throughout the whole festival. Throughout the whole festival. It wasn't really a festival. It was more like a talk. Uh, not a talk, sorry. It was more like a... They closed the street off. People went to William Morris and Lloyd's Park and they checked out some different things with God's Own Junkyard. And it was a celebration of Wolven Forest and I didn't drink. I didn't drink. And I really found it difficult to be around people who are drunk when I'm sober. I found my disliking of people increased greatly. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm sober, I was tired as well. When everyone's drinking, pissed up. And I'm like, yeah, great. I'll just drink J2O. And Chelsea won as well, which upset me because we lost earlier in the, uh, in the day, which then meant... You're just in a, in a bad mood for the whole day. No, I wasn't in a bad mood, but I was just pissed off. West Ham, you mean when West Ham beat Arsenal? Yeah, we lost to West Ham. Yeah. Chelsea then won, which they pulled ahead of us even further. Mm. And I wasn't drinking. And then I had to buy a round... And I weren't drinking. And then no one else brought around. And I was oh, so I'm just oh, being boy. tight. Innit? I'm just getting getting the negativity out of the way, listeners, for the podcast. Gotta get it out of the but, way early. I was in a, uh, a leave and do in Leeds last week as well. Leeds, Leeds, and, Leeds, um, Leeds. I know what you mean because I was trying to do the not drinking. I was taking a bunch of drugs and shit. So I was like, you, know, you can't drink and take drugs at the same time. Yeah, I was, I was on mad multivitamins and Oh, I thought you meant like and... proper drugs. Like... No. <laughs> <laughs> Weed, never... MDMA, coke. I know, I've never been I'm not that doing dry jam. I'm not doing dry jam, but I'm doing flipping drug jam. <laughs> <laughs> getting high. Mm. <laughs> not getting dry, I'm getting high. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, that was a bit weird because obviously everyone's on a vibe, everyone's getting drunk together. 
And then when they found out that my beer had 0.0% written oh, on it, it was like, hey, what's going on here? Like, Because the Northerners pop a like a drink, don't Who they? Who are you? They turn everything into a song, <laughs> innit? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Who are you? Who oh, are this you? reminds me, I'm supposed to say shout out to my guy, Dave Lee. I forgot to shout you out on the last podcast. Big up yourself every time. He's uh, one of these Northern dudes still. Yeah, big up the Northerners. Big up all the listeners yeah, checking out our listeners. We've been getting a lot of people from all over the world. Uh, thank you for your comments. Subscribe, like I keep saying. But um, yeah, it's been really positive. It's been really positive. What we're going to kickstart on? We're going to kickstart on... I was, I was just talking about Wolven Forest being... Just before we kickstart. <laughs> well, I might as well jump into this because I see the notes. Wolven Forest being the capital of culture. Yeah, man. We're both from Wolven Forest. We are. What does the borough mean to you, Cal? The borough means to me... Home. That's where I'm born and raised. Witch Cross Hospital. He spent most of my days. Lived in Lincolnstone all of my life. <laughs> <laughs> in the playground is where I got in trouble and strife. <laughs> Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, and cooling and shooting some people outside of school. I was going to say shooting some football outside, outside of school. school. You can turn it into Fresh Prince. <laughs> the Fresh Cow of Lincolnstone. You know what I'm saying? Because this Wolven Forest has been made the capital of culture, like I said. I don't yeah. know entirely I what I was that... going to ask you what that was about. Well, that's an I... interesting title. Yeah, I don't know. There is a lot of culture in the borough. There's a lot a... of maybe it's got the most amount of ethnic ethnicities. It'd be interesting to see the demographics of who now resides in Wolven Forest. Mm. All I know is that they've they're getting a lot of money in uh, to support the borough, and I hope it will be used productively to help primarily young people and our youth mm. because of all the shit that's been going on with the stabbings. Um, and all the shootings and all the gang problems and drugs. Something needs to happen with the kids. Just in my old area, Baker's Arms, there was that young boy who was mowed down and stabbed. Young oh, yeah. Old boy. Uh, yeah. I thought that was in Wolverhampton. No, it's Baker's Arms. Baker's Arms. Just okay. by the KFC. So our, our uh, thoughts and condolences go out to the family. And if you've definitely. lost anyone. But I just hope with this money that comes with the capital of culture, it can it can change change the people. But yeah, Wolverhampton Forest to you means home. Yeah, that's 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 literally when someone says Wolverhampton Forest, I think home. I think Wolverhampton Market. Oof. I think you know, um, just people from all different places, Getting all different ethnicities. You know, we've we've grown up with uh, loads of different people around mm-hmm. the way, around there, from different backgrounds, different religions. Um, you know, that's that's Wolverhampton Forest for me, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I love coming from Wolverhampton Forest. I love being from East London. I do think it's the best part of London. For its history and what it brings. I think so. We're the only part of London with a TV show. EastEnders. Yeah. Did anyone? Well, the South have got Crime Watch. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> Mark wasn't too happy to hear that one. Big up Mark in the background doing the <laughs> filming behind the scenes. He's South London representative. But, uh, <laughs> 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 what did West London have? No, they didn't have any TV programmes. But mm. um, no, Wolven Forest. Capital of Culture. Okay, so... One thing I noticed when I went to uh, Cyprus last year, mm. I noticed that uh, I was told that there was a lot of Russians that had moved in to the area. Okay. And I'd noticed that the area had changed to accommodate these new people moving in. To they accommodate their had, money. They now had Russian, yeah, probably. They now had Russian writing on the road signs. So with Wolven Forest being the capital of culture, do you think maybe they could be more inclusive? Would you like to see things like that happening? Like you know, different languages on road signs and stuff like that? Um, I think maybe, no, not really. Because then where where does it start? Where does it stop? Like how many road signs? Like I know in Brick Lane, they've got writing on the walls to accommodate, you know, the, uh, for the Bangladeshi or community hmm. and whatnot. Learn English. 
Oh no, serious. If you're coming over here, you probably should learn the language, really, shouldn't you? Yeah, you should go. You should learn the language of any country. Yeah. Though. When I go on holiday, you know, I try. I try and learn two two words. I go to France. I say do bonjour. Do you? Uh, do uh, when, you, when do the... you have a croissant? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, two I... croissants. Do you, do you do the English thing of talk really slowly and then put a little twang on your accent? <laughs> Everyone does that, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Mercy, do you have two two wine? Two beers? Do you do the... I don't... S'il vous plaît. S'il vous plaît. Uh, actually, the first thing I ask is when I'm in France, I ask, parlez-vous anglais? Do you speak English, motherfucker? <laughs> English, motherfucker? Do you speak it? <laughs> Great film, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> what ain't no country I've heard of? <laughs> See one again. I dare you. I double dare you. What was in the briefcase in... Pulp Fiction in when they were getting the briefcase back from Marcelo was it Marcelo Wallace? Marce Marcellus Wallace. Marcellus Wallace. Yeah. Do you know what was in the briefcase? I've got my own theory, Woo. and other people have got their theories. I presume all the podcast film filmmakers and film watchers. But what do you think was in the? Just going off in a bit of a left there, which we do on the podcast. What do you think was in the briefcase? You throw me right in the mix there. I'd have to watch the film again. Okay. Do you remember uh, when they opened it up? It's been a year since I last seen it. Do you remember he opens it up and all the light flashes in front of his face and he closes oh, it? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking like jewellery, crown jewels, something okay, like that. Okay, okay. I always thought it was his soul. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking deep. It is deep. Well, it's a Quentin Tarantino film. His, his soul in his the soul is in the is in the briefcase and it opens up and it's like glaring down at him. So why didn't you take it? They did take the briefcase. No, why didn't you take the soul out of the briefcase? Because you can't take someone else's soul out of a briefcase I would presume I don't know and how would you get someone's soul into a briefcase you have to ask Quentin Tarantino <laughs> I'm asking you it's your idea bro. I don't know I didn't expect this conversation to go further than that this question literally just popped into my head and I thought let me just ask it on a random anyway swiftly moving on swiftly um, um, I wanted to talk about some of these new albums well new old albums they're new to somebody they might be old to us new music there's been a lot of new music dropping um, primarily a lot of singles and a lot of a few albums but yeah what are you gonna what are you gonna talk on I was gonna talk about the Albums that are turning 20 in 2019. Because it was recently the, te in the hashtag 10 year challenge, right? Where people were putting their uh, pictures from 2009 to 2019. So you're mm -hmm. talking about the 20 year challenge albums or mixtapes that have dropped. What what classics hey, have we got? Oh, found a lovely uh, article here Ooh. in Double XL magazine. We've got, come on, man. Do you remember that whole No Limit era? With uh, Master P and Silk the Shocker. With Pen and, Pen and Pixar. That Pen was and 20 years ago, bro. Wow. Silk the Shocker. I was playing some No Limit Made the other Man. day. I was playing some No Limit stuff the other day. I'm yeah. a big Master P fan. Okay. And Mystical. Mr. Okay. Cow. Okay. Um, so go... Oh, hello, Foxy We've Brown. We've got Foxy Brown. So we're talking about 20 years ago. That was ago the second album, That's China Doll. That's 1999. That was rubbish, that China Doll album. Oh, Roots. The Roots. Things, Things Fall, fall Apart. apart. I've literally album. got a, a picture of that on my Instagram. Yeah, that is. I was listening to that not too long ago. Classic album. Fucking dope album. Oh, one of my favourite albums of all time. Prince, Prince Among Thieves. Listeners, if you haven't heard that, that is some super classic hip hop shit. Shout out to Prince Paul for putting that together. There's like a bag of artists featured on that. Basically. And yeah, I, I honestly think that's one of the most slept on albums of all time. A lot, yeah. a lot of people will tell you about this. That's album. in line with the Sticky Fingers album that is a story told yeah. through album. So yeah. basically it's a story of a, a 
a, a young rapper that goes through trying to get uh, get some money together and he comes across a police officer, uh, he's in prison, a pimp, and it's all told through like exhibit, evidence, uh, not evidence, uh, Everlast, Big Daddy Kane, and it Breeze Everflowing's in it, which is an amazing yeah, artist. So, cool yeah, Keith is on it. So many, so cool many Keith. dope artists yeah. in there. So many exhibit, it's, it's crazy. Rock. You got to get that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite albums. That's a good shout. Ooh. The Slim Shady LP dropped 20 years ago, February 23rd. Changed the game. It did. Changed the game. Classic album. His best album. Oh, Black Moon. That was hard. Yeah. See Murder. Mm. Uh, Woo Chronicles. Mm. Yeah, not the best Woo release, but still no. dope to hear some of the Killer Bees. Crazy Bones, no pass. Do you remember they had a solid run in hip hop, didn't they? The uh, Bone Fugs and Harmony. Crazy, lazy. Uh, Every type of bone. Dizzy. No, what were the names? Crazy Bone, Lazy Bone. I only remember Crazy and Lazy. Uh, they sound like the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> they, they should have been someone called Hazy Bone and he was getting high all the time. <laughs> <laughs> your Hazy Bone's connected to your Lazy Bone. <laughs> oh, I still got this album. I still play this in the car. Nas, Nas I Am. Which, which has got a questionable R. Kelly song, which I'm sure will be cancelled, but mm. we'll talk about that later. Doomsday. Um, Operation Doomsday. We've got that on display. MF Doom. In the background. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Classic. After his KMD release. So this is his... Solo project, um, classic MF Doom. Dope shit, man. 20 years ago, bro. Does that make you feel old? Knowing that this shit is 20 years old now. It does because it was, do the math. So what's that? Do the math, McFly. 99, which doesn't seem that long ago, just generally, and it doesn't seem that long ago in hip hop. So music mm. in, in the end of the 90s yeah. was sort of pre, just before the millennium. Is always, it's always an interesting shift in, in the music. So... The end of the millennium, end of a, a decade, and the beginning of a decade, you start to see some transition in music and fashion. Mm. So, this so, was a great. So, this is one of my favorite album covers of all time. BG, BG. Chopper City in the Ghetto. Why is it one of your favorite albums? Because look at him, right? So, just Google this as I'm saying it, listeners. Chopper City in the Ghetto. That title alone just make you think, what the hell? The fact that the titles all got blinged out, diamonds and gold. There's a bottle of Moet. There's a Bentley. He's in all white. He's got the do the rag the do rag cap. The, mm. the, it just looks crazy. His name BG's all in diamonds. It's just like proper no limit bling bling before. This is the nineties we're talking about. I kind of used well. to hate these covers because I used oh, to think I loved them. it was they were like, joke. They were like it was were... like bait photoshopped images just <laughs> on top of each other, and you... to me it just it looked cluttered and it looked tacky. Nah, it looked amazing. You see when Louis Farouk went to go and see him? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> you got to love Louis Farouk. And when he learned how to rap as well. Yeah, shocking, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Uh, oh, Naughty by Nature pass. Classic. See, this era, Naughty by Nature. Uh, early Naughty Bone by Fox Nature. and Harmony. No Limit Records. Like, this, was an, this was a huge period in hip-hop. What else we got? Oh, Rough Riders. Rough Riders. There's a lot Ride of, or Die Volume 1. There's a lot of album covers. That was like at the peak of DMX's powers mm. then. There's a lot of album covers. What else? He was a multi-platinum recording artist back in those days. Snoop Dogg. Oh, this is when Snoop Dogg had an album on No Limit. Uh, we got eight ball. Oh, and there MJG. we go, the classic one. Sound bombing too. I love that. I love that. And then the slick Rick. We got a few. Yeah, we got we got loads here. We got loads here. Um, Missy Elliott. Yeah, classic. Um, so many releases, yeah. man. We well, could from, we could go through this forever. Yeah, there's too we? many. We could get lost in this, but definitely check it out, uh, listeners on Double uh, XL albums that turn twenty years old, and you could even 
you know, do a bit of history on your Spotify or Apple Music. Going from old music to new music, there's definitely some new music I want to touch on that I've been listening to. We've got to say a big shout out to Sonny Jim, who we had out on the show recently, and he's hooked up yep. with Vic Spencer once again to do Spencer for Hire 2. That dropped uh, just the other day on SoundCloud. So go check out Sonny Jim um, on his SoundCloud and Dope, the label. So he hooked up, all produced by Sonny Jim. It's got Guilty Simpson and then a few other artists which I wrote down. I can't really see the names here. Ironsides Hex, Crime yep. Apple, and Who's Kingpin? All dope artists. All dope artists. The beats are. are I'm, re- I'm really smooth. impressed, like, from the first listen, hearing the production that Sonny Jim is coming with, man. It's dope. Because obviously, I know Sonny from being a rapper. Yeah, yeah. So, well, he, to hear him doing big things like this, like, the production's cold, and then having, like, some of the dopest names in underground rap on there, like, it's. Shout out to Sonny Jr. Yeah, man. Sonny, Smashing it. and he and he more than and he more than holds his own with these with these other American artists. He definitely comes with a luxury rap. The production is all done himself. The drums, the samples are smooth. This is this is something you can just drive drive around to. You can ride around to. You can smoke to. You can chill out to. You can have in the background. Obviously, Vic's you know lyricist and everyone else involved is is, is the lyricism. They're putting an end to the mumble rap. So if you're into if you're into lyricism, if you're into good production, definitely check out Spencer for Hire. And I'll too. say this is inspiring for other artists as well. You know, you don't have to be limited to just being a rapper. You can learn the game, you can become a producer, you can work with other artists, man. Lots of other music Why involved. Not? Um what have you been listening to? I know you went well, you went to uh you went to see some live music recently, you went to see LMA. Yeah, I, I did go to see the LMA concert. Um this is her first ever tour. And she came to the UK, she came mm. down to London and uh, she went down to the, um, the uh, I was going to say the Apollo, but I think they've changed it, haven't they? Remember, Hammersmith, it used to be a Hammersmith Apollo. Yeah. Um, and now it's the O2. Okay. How did she fare? Because she's, she, she's a British artist. She's English, right? She's from, yeah, yeah. But she yeah, went yeah. over she's to America London. to she's do her thing. And then she bought this record, the booed up record that someone else wrote. And, and then they've, her label of, you know, they've bought it, put it together. She was a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> <laughs> she literally was. She had her tunes bit on SoundCloud. Nothing wrong with that. And SoundCloud. she got discovered. And now she's a superstar. All it takes is for one record, I reckon. I mean, obviously she's been putting in the work, but all it takes is to buy that one record, buy that one song off of whoever's put it out. And then Boot Up was arguably the biggest record of last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, within Absolutely the urban, urban music scene. Smash. So how was she on stage? How was she in terms of Man, charisma she, and holding she, the crowd? She and... reminds me a little bit of Aaliyah. Like she's got this Oof. kind of girl next door type of vibe to her, just sort of down to earth, chilled out girl. Uh, she came on stage with a couple of backup dancers, and you know, there was little moments where she was talking to the crowd and you know, just being real intimate and you know, just telling us how she feels, how she's proud to have come from London and she's to have made it big in own. America. You know what I mean? And she was just really happy to have the audience there. She was like, you know, there's something special about coming back to her hometown and selling out because it was a sold out arena. It's coming. No, they should have played that. She should have sung that. <laughs> uh, she's was, coming. Lovely, no, she, she seems quite humble as well. She seems she's almost... very humble. I would say she's maybe not the finished article because you kind of asked me to critique her performance. I'd say maybe she's not the finished article in terms of uh, her performance art, but yep. she's still young. She's only about 23, 24. Yeah, she's still young. Still... She's going to develop that. And she just seemed like a singer who just loves doing what she's doing. She's got a set of lungs in her, right? She can absolutely She can sing, man. I, I actually thought there was one really dope moment when um, she gave the backup dancers a chance to sing because the, the backups 
they were doing like the ums and the ahs and shit like that. And she's singing the main verses, you know what I mean? And then they were doing their little two steps and whatever. And then there was a couple of bits where she was like, yo, go, go, go. And one of the girls would just sing a part and sing their heart. And you could hear these backup girls had talent. Maybe they could even sing better than Ella May. Well, a lot of backup singers can actually have actually, some backup singers have actually gone on to do their own thing. And some, they've, they've all got talent and they're professional. You know, That's why they're employed for the tours. People are just working, man. Like there's one uh, singer that I know, I'm not going to hurt him. But he's a solo artist. He used to be in a group and he was doing backup singing for Quabs. I think Quabs was on Jules Holland on BBC. Okay. And he just went to do backup singing for Quabs because he hasn't quite made it yet as an established solo artist. Yeah, but yeah, you got to yeah. work. If you get the opportunity to do something like that, I'll, I'll do that. You know what yeah. I mean? So you was really impressed with LMA. Good turnout, good crowd. Amazing. Shout out to LMA. Shout out to the backup dancers. I hope they drop a mixtape or something or, you know, they get something happening on SoundCloud. And uh, <laughs> the crowd, the crowd was really young. It was a really young crowd. It was, was interesting it a turn to up, see it. Was it a turn up crowd? Like everyone had their phones out turning up or... Well, we were upstairs, so there was Jeez. like a downstairs in the, bougie in the, seat, in the bougie seats. Bougie seats upstairs. You were, you but people were standing it. up. She was getting standing ovations. It was a great show. Um, no mosh pits. It was very young R&B. crowd. <laughs> one thing that pissed me off was um, there was some white people belting out the N word when LMA said it, and I was like, I was like, wait, let me just see, let me just see how they really. And they were like, you motherfucking singing it with gusto. <laughs> were they looking around or trying to check themselves no because I was looking around I was like okay look there's a white girl there let's see if she says it she built it out on my days I'm black girl and I'm black girl no this inhibitions is... oh, no way no way um, oh, I'm really glad you had a concert and you do go to a lot of live music events um, just scrolling up on the notes for homegrown music I've been listening to gotta say uh, well these artists have just dropped uh, dropped a few yeah that's perfect a few single projects uh, Freddo you heard of Freddo? I've heard the name. Yeah, so he dropped... Uh, it's a chocolate bar, isn't it? Tasty, man. I, used to, I, used to, I think it was about 10p back in the day. Yeah, those were the ones. Well, he, this guy's definitely not a chocolate bar. No, he's, <laughs> he had that number one with Dave, but he's dropped the survival of the fittest tune. It's really good record, man. If it's all, it's, I wouldn't really call him Drill. He's a, it's, it's definitely like a road rap, street rapper, like get your money up, like a Blade Brown type of guy. So if you're hustling, you're inspired by the high-end stuff. I really like that. I've been playing that. Uh, and AJ Tracy dropped uh, Psych Out, which I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, torn no. between the two. So AJ Tizzy. I really like AJ Tracy. Yeah, yeah man. I like him when he spits fast and when he's on this grime thing. Uh, and I like that he's trying to do something new and different. Mm. So I can appreciate the record, uh, the new one, Psych Out, because he's singing on it like the hook and then he spits fast. The video was shot in Magic City. With the strippers, so you know what type of audience. You know the video seems like it's more catered for the American audience, and he's trying to he's trying to further his career abroad, which I can understand. The record I'm a bit fifty fifty with at the minute. Didn't completely blow me away. I think he's got better records that he's done, but he's definitely he's definitely moving in the right direction, and he's gonna be someone who's gonna further blow even more because he's mm. he's getting the love over there. Wow, and he's doing things. So definitely check out. Fredo, Survival of the Fittest. That's more of like a, mm, like I put that emoji face of like, uh, like the smoke coming out of the nose. That's definitely a gully one. AJ Trace is a bit more, bit more showy, showy. And uh, one record, I don't know if you've heard, this Gun Lean and then the Gun Lean remix. Yeah, that's the drill kind of. 
shocking. Absolutely shocking. I don't know how you feel about it. But no, I'm it's not... just got a vibe to it. It's just got a groove. It's got like I don't know. It feels kind of African to me when I hear that beat. Something something feels a bit tribal uh, about that. Mate, beat. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm, That's just some straight London road man to Yeah, I, I you like, wouldn't understand. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to understand. Anything with gun, anything with gun 2019 is air. I'm really like, the artist, pick him up and he's doing his thing and he's he's obviously made some sort of little dance, mm. some little... What's the name of the guy? <sighs> yeah, it's some joke thing with that little shoulders yeah. kind of rolling. I don't even know It's a name. big tune though. I'll big him up anyway, but the record itself is like the production and all of that. Maybe I'm just hate. No, I can't even hate because... I think if you if you critique something nowadays, you're seen as a hater. So I'm definitely not a hater, but I'm just giving my... Well, we're critiquing all day. Yeah, we critique. So we're haters then, isn't it? And, and there's a classic Frisco line where he goes, not in the song, but... Hater. <laughs> hater, <laughs> hater, player, hater. There's a classic line that Frisco says in a grime set. He goes, want to criticise me? What could you do better? So I often think that people criticise, what could you do better? So I'm not crit- critiquing it thinking I could do better because I probably could, but that's a whole other thing. In terms Woo! of sp- in terms of spitting, wow! But in, no, but the but in terms of at Ings LT, <laughs> get him. <laughs> no, but in terms of in terms of, I'm happy for the guy's rec. I'm happy for the guy's blown. He's gone clear. Yeah, yeah? and and it will do wonderfully well. Mm. It's getting big numbers. Wonderful. The production, definitely not feeling it. The oh, wow. song, n- not feeling I think it. The beat's hot. The ah, oh, brother, the, the beat, kick drum you, explodes. It explodes in what? It's a no. You're taking the piss. No, you're taking like, the piss. Like, it definitely don't go. Did a little it skank. Defi- no, it definitely don't go. Boom! It goes. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the beat is so basic and tinny. Anyway, I'm getting off the point because I want to bring him up for doing his thing, but I'm not. On the other hand, I'm not feeling the production and I'm not feeling anything called gun lean. How are you promoting that with the kids? Anyway, the what the re- fuck? You, are you trying to say that this thing you was just saying is the greatest album ever hasn't got anybody talking about guns on it? That what? Sonny Jim and, and Vic Spencer album. I don't think so. Really? But the song's called Gun Lean. It's it's the dance though. The dance is called the Gun Lean Dance. Okay, okay. Maybe I'm just being... Because it's kind of like I'm just being, the oh. gun's so heavy, you lean into one side. Lean, 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 lean. It's a dance. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, I'm, all right, hands up, hands up. I'm just being an old hater. But the remix though... He's not talking about shooting people no, in the no, song. Yeah. <laughs> just, if he was talking about shooting... It's just a dance. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like someone's dad. Like, what? What's all this music about? <laughs> you gun? really do. Uh, You're old enough to be someone's dad as well. I think the listeners will give you a pass for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I anyway, so the remix I want to talk about had uh, oh. a Bizzle on it. Lethal B. Bizzle. Uh, and it had Miss Banks, and it had uh, LD from Six Seven, and a few other drill artists. Can I just uh, say, Lethal B doesn't really jump on tunes unless they're big. You can't get busy on your tune unless it's a big tune. Well, it is a big record yeah. for whatever reason. I'm just hating, obviously. I take it back, but I still don't nah, like it. No, if you don't like it, it's no, like common like it. I think it's if trash. If I don't I like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm yeah, hating. I think, the re- I think the record's trash. Anyway, big him up for doing numbers. But Lethal's verse is the best verse on the record, which is also saying something because Lethal's not the most lyrical person at all. But he's, he, he can do his thing. Now, he goes in and what he says on the record, people, it's like he's... He's like he's teaching and talking to the younger audience so they can take note and learn from it. So hats off to Lethal because he's obviously, I would say, the most successful independent for what he's been doing, artist off the strength of power and how he's blown from that. And he's just gone clear and then reinvented himself with Dench and the clothing and, you know. 
You just gone from hating to celebrating. I'll do. I'll definitely. Cheers. No, I'll celebrate Lethal all day because he went from. Oh fuck! Yeah, he almost break up the equipment. <laughs> he went from oi, killed it to being totally discarded on 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 grime sets for him having to come reinvent himself again before pal. He even said he had to pay to raves to get in and and, and spit. Mm. To then clashing Wiley at Deja on the roof, great clash, monumental clash. To then releasing pal for then having the foresight to do that, then using the money for all these other things and then going quiet again, then releasing these video blogs, doing Dench clothing, doing all this Dench gang, then all these singles, all these Rari workouts and all these other things. He's done a lot. With delusion. Bruv, and he's still doing a lot. Yeah, I can't rate him enough. But his verse on that, I really paid attention because I'm... You didn't like the, the gunning guy. So it's like, all right, who else is on there? Let's listen to their verse. Yeah, I just clicked on it, cause it and it was talking as well. Miss Banks, yeah. I'll give her the time of day, but she's, you know. She's all right. She's all right. You know, I think her looks take her further, which is, a, you know, when you're comparing her to Little Sims, uh, other female, I know we've got a bag of female rappers as well. that are Lioness. Lioness, how could I forget? Big up her. Um, even Steph London that people dislike, she can spit. So Miss Banks is all right. It's all right. So I just wanted to talk about that on the musical journey. Um... Yeah, man, it's been it's been a lot of music going on. It really has. Um, do you know any famous people from Wolverine Forest? No. I was just thinking back to that discussion about. So I took uh, that as a no, but not really. But I don't know, David Becker maybe. No, he's from Chink. He's Chink. Chinkford's in Wolverine Forest. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock, Sir Alfred. You, you're quite famous. Well, I'm the black Alfred Hitchcock, but I'm not Alfred Hitchcock. I'm I'm the black David Beckham. <laughs> 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 Wearing do rags and shit. I've never worn a do-rag. Why not? If uh, anyone could wear a do-rag, you could probably wear a do-rag. Nah. Have I worn a do-rag? I might have put one on, but just, I've not actively just worn wear, one. Just wear a do-rag, link up with your black mates and take a picture. No one will even know. Bruv, I'll get... <laughs> even in my early 2000 days when you used to wear the big fitted hats mm. and the clothes, I never wore a do-rag. I don't have waves. My hair ain't wavy like that. You don't need wavy hair. That's why you wear a do-rag though, to get waves. There's a purpose for it, but then it's also become a fashion accessory. Because you know David Beckham weren't wearing no do-rag but, for but no But David Beckham also had cane roll. And any, like, this is the thing. A, a white person he with cane roll yeah. and a white person with a do-rag, forcing it. Bro, I saw this mad video the other day. That's yeah. like white people with dreads if you're not Rasta. I saw it. this video the other day with like a Chinese Sorry, looking guy. He went to a hair studio and they gave him a black hairstyle. Who said this again, sir? I saw a video the other day with yeah. a Chinese looking type of guy. Yeah. Ch Asian, you mean? Asian. Yeah, but you know, if you say Asian, it's like, what are you talking, Indian, Pakistani? Or are you talking Chinese, you... Japanese? So I'm saying Chinese looking type of guy. Okay, yeah. that might be a bit problematic. But Is bro. it? Yeah. Because he looks a bit Chinese-ish or he looks a bit Indian-ish or he looks a bit English-ish. It's not, there's nothing racist about that. I think it's racist. It's, it's a description, isn't it? Anyway, go on. Anyway, you saw oh, this. Oh, problematic. Yeah, I don't think it's problematic. I think I'm describing yeah. the ethnic background. Okay, you saw this Asian brother. So, Chinese looking guy, <laughs> right, with uh, <clears throat> regular Asian type of hair, right? Yeah. And they sat him in a chair. They did whatever they was doing to his head. And they ended up puffing it out and making it look like a nappy kind of African hairstyle. I couldn't believe, I didn't know you could do that. I've seen wonders. Was it over here or was it in? I, I don't know. It was just a video, wasn't it? On like WhatsApp. Okay. Somebody sent me. So you probably could find a salon and you could probably get some nappy hair and you could wear a do-rag, bruv. Nah, but then that defeats the purpose. <laughs> if I have a nappy hair, then I'm not going to wear a do-rag because don't that well, suppress it? And you might need to... your do-rag to cover up your nappy head top, innit? Uh... Anyway. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> 
Um, I did see some barber thing. Did you, have you seen this uh, this barber in America that instead of shaping up everyone's beards, he sprays on uh, he sprays on like, some sort of liquidy black liquidy thing that makes it look like the, the amazing faded oh, the beard. Black ice. And it washes out after two or three attempts. Yeah. When I went to New York, I got talking to the barbers. They said there's black a thing called black what... ice that they use to spray on because we don't do that over here. I don't know. They only do that. I've only seen that being done in the states. Okay. Yeah, black ice. And I remember Rizzo made a pair of headphones. Yeah. And I bought them. And on the box, like, I could see the trim looked so sharp. It was like, <laughs> how could this be real? And I was thinking they must have used the ice in it. They must have just sprayed up his beard to make it look thicker and yeah. the hairline, everything. That is, it does look really good. Looks but, sick. Yeah, but then uh, if it rains. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If it rains, it's all trickling down your face. It looks like you're melting. <laughs> Let's hope it's a bit more permanent. Uh, Black Ice was also a name of like a porn production set. Trust you to know the name <laughs> of a porn production set. Who Black fucking knows this kind of information? Me? That's Because I'm the breeze. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with a bit of porn, in moderation. Um, all in moderation. Yeah, black. Um, well, then again, black ice, I think that was like some early two thousand things, maybe. Maybe some people would have a completely opposite opinion to that, though, wouldn't they? They would say, yeah, porn up. is perverse." Yeah, but it's, that's you. The other day, you was telling me about on our podcast. What, you were telling oh, me okay. about it was on the um, podcast. I was I thought you was going to expose me. No, 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 I'm not going to hot you up like that. Something bait off. Not like how you hot me up. What was that thing you sent me the other day, Cal? <laughs> what was that horrible? <laughs> Hotted Almost got up. me arrested. <laughs> Almost made me lose my job. <laughs> that oh, attachment, shit. he had a million viruses in it. No, I'm joking. You don't ever send me. You're no, clean. No, no, no. I'm decent. Clean cut. But yeah, on the podcast, like you were telling me you're about... Looking, very, looking, looking very sharp, sharp today, you. Yeah. you were telling me about how I was sexually objectifying a woman. My neighbour. But somebody might complain that watching pornography is sexual objectification of women. And that it's negative and it's degrading them. Yeah, okay. I appreciate that. Yeah, I can hear that. You just, you know, you need to tell them. Yeah. Fuck off. Street. Just go watch. Yeah, but I bet those people that object and uh, say that, I bet they have some sort of vice. Like everyone has some sort of sexual vice, whether it be whatever you want to watch, how you want to get off. Yeah. Mm. So porn is porn. And, you know, men, women, straight, gay, up, down, left, right. Everyone needs to get their rocks off. And whatever you watch, as long as it's not involving, you know, children or as long as it's all consenting people as long as it's not no r kelly bloody madness boy hey that is mad. did you see the r kelly documentary you know what i didn't re- yeah i have watched the first two three episodes but i didn't really want to give it too much t- time or top it because of its because how f- how how bad it is how bad it is but yeah uh i watched it and then i stopped I, i'm not going to give it any more time surviving r kelly because we know we know what it entails we know what it entails. Like the BBC dropped something last year mm. or the year before. People have been known for the last 15, 20 years what he's been like. So why is everyone shocked now? Why is everyone all of a sudden cancelling him? Like you should have been cancelled him. Should have. Yeah, I mean, art- well, I- all these artists that have done records with him. Yeah. Your favourite artist has done a record with him. What's his face? Chant the Rapper was on that documentary, isn't it? And he was saying he, it was a mistake to make a song with R. Kelly. I haven't seen the chance, but I see John Legend saying he's, he's 10 cents. But everyone's, look. I feel like I feel like everybody in the industry over there knew. Of course Because they if did. we over here, we knew. We know they knew. Come on. And for people to turn around now and be like distancing themselves from him, I think they just saw it as a career move. Like they was like, I'm going to work with this guy and it's going to boost Yeah, they, look, people knew. You know man. what I mean? People and now knew. you're trying to turn around and be yeah, all yeah, high yeah. and mighty about it. Can't do that. His man. management knew. His brothers Can't knew. His team knew. What pissed me off was Other Sparkle. women knew. Because me being, me being an uncle, yeah, 
I would never let any of my nieces and nephews around R. Kelly hearing all of that type of shit that's going on. Yeah. I can't believe that. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe that she let her nephew, her niece. That's what I'm saying. There's, around so, R. Kelly, there's, there's so many guilty people. There's so many guilty on. people. So, yeah, if you don't want to play his music, you don't want to support him, that's fine. Um, I'm not playing his, like, I haven't been playing his music for him, for me not to play his music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just one of them things. But in terms of the documentary, I watched the first two and a half episodes, three episodes. I thought, I don't, I know what's going to happen. I don't really need to watch it. So. It's it's grim. I think it's one of those things. I, I, I watch it just for the information, you know. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, to see a lot of women crying. No, to be honest with you, I don't want to dwell on it. Because, you know, why go on with Harvey Weinstein? Yeah. Why go on with, like, so many Kevin Spacey, so many other people. But for some reason, the ones that get the documentaries and the big focus kind of seem to be black. I know. Kind of seems to be R. Kelly and Bill Cosby getting a lot of yeah. the heat. Well, but why go also on with, with these other guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But also Where's their within, documentary? Yeah, no, I agree. And also within the, the community, though, like, the like black community have gone... Ham yeah. over cancelling one of their like there was a uh, there was killing a, everyone. There was a, that's why you need to watch the documentary, fan. Because finish watching because there was a campaign. There was um the mute R Kelly campaign. Yeah, and that's what caused everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, without that, well, it, I saw the woman that was on it that was the head of it. Mm. Um, but then also, who decides on who gets cancelled and who doesn't get cancelled? Like this whole cancelling culture, it's pressure. It's literally just pressure. Like, look at the artist in the past, like. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Not, not I'm going to, you know, I'm a big fan of Mike Tyson. Uh, Tupac. Yeah. These people have been done. Uh, there's other actors. Um, Woody Allen did some fuckery. Um, what's his name? The guy that was in Kevin Spacey. You know, there's other people through history, white and black, that have done messed up things. So where was the outcry then as well? Like, who do you cancel? Where does it start? Where does it stop? Who decides who's cancelled? What? It's all to do with pressure. Like, I really rate the people behind that campaign, the Mute R. Kelly campaign, because they've showed that it's all power to the people. Yeah. If yeah. you want something to happen, just talk to people, find people that think yeah, the same way that you do, mobilise and move. They had people going to different cities and in different states, everywhere uh, R. Kelly's trying to set up and do a show, they're outside with their signs, picketing and rallying and, and no, the police, the no, police are shutting down the show. Yeah. Because they're responding to the pressure. But his numbers have and, gone and, up. Uh, his uh, numbers have gone up and he's oh, yeah, that's funny, his, yeah. people at the concert saying, he's actually kidnap sold, me and take me now. Since and, the documentary's come out, he's sold more records than he was doing before. Maybe a some. <laughs> because somehow, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, yeah. But We're at, not, at the, the same time, what I would like to take from it, the positive I would like to take from it, is that movement of there being power to the people. And I would like to think that other people can get behind their causes and mobilise people into different cities and different states and different countries as well. There's so many good causes out there that need people out there rallying, not just muting R. Kelly and stopping him eating, but also some things like, you know, what's going on in the, the, the war in Palestine and Israel, the slavery in Africa, um, so many different causes all around the yeah, world, man. Yeah. Just, well, so you know then it goes deep just, into just, it. Just, just do it, Nike, yeah. just do it. Well, then people will be cancelling Nike for all their all their madness with sweatshops and exploitation. But 
Well, that was not, the funny thing because Nike somehow people started wearing Nike like oh yeah Nike's a liberal brand and started wearing it for that <laughs> oh reason. just because they supported Colin Kaepernick yeah and it's like come on man they still got motherfuckers in sweatshops out here so. yeah and they're still yeah they're, <laughs> they're still destroying smaller companies and monopolizing anyway we're not advocating R Kelly I want to make that clear we do support people that are speaking up for any sort of abuse yeah um, it's just interesting to see why is you know where was all this so many years ago or the backlash anyway moving on from surviving R. Kelly I'll go on go on I was gonna say talking about power to the people and all that kind of thing um I was watching this tv show Smith called Trigger Warning okay yeah you can talk about tv yeah so it's Netflix produced a Netflix original show Netflix again absolutely dominating starring Killer Mike from Run the Jewels yeah, and this show is absolutely genius. Okay. Bro, because you know Killer Mike, he's a rapper and he's a very outspoken activist. Seems like he could be a politician or Gun something. enthusiast. Right. Supported Bernie Sanders. Well, yeah, like I say, he's an activist. Yeah. He's on this thing. And this show literally is like somebody doing a campaign run mm. out in the community kissing babies and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like a whole TV show with like, community-based activity. So say like in the first one, he's gone somewhere where he's decided to live black and to only buy from black stores and to give money to black people. So, okay, that whole episode is about that. And then there's a next episode where he takes a couple of gangs and he he, he says like he's online and he's seeing t-shirts from Hell's Angels, which is a gang. And he's like, well, how comes the black gangs don't make money, but the white gangs can get a registered trademark and can make money and you know yeah, they can yeah. sue people if some like if I decided to make a Hells Angels t-shirt the Hells Angels gang would sue me so he so did, you, he did literally like a social experiment with like Crips and Bloods and yeah made wow. a product for the Crips and the Bloods and got them selling it Jeez. It, it is nuts every episode is more loops than the next there's one way he, they start a religion like you need to watch this thing there's like five episodes and everything all kinds of comes into one in the final episode it is so sick I will watch that I will trigger watch that. warning with Killer Mike and he does it with his own Killer Mike hip hop style as well yeah I do like him dope. I do like him and I liked how he's linked up with LP with the run of jewels and they brought them two together giving LP and like it's a about a unity as well it is, life, yeah. it's a bit political but it's also about unity okay it's like a fucking campaign run I'm it's gonna amazing watch it. I'm gonna watch it later <laughs> I'm feeling it I've been watching uh, on Sky uh, True Detective season 3 yeah Marshall Ali that's really good I don't know if you've seen any of the True Detective series before so can you say his name again how do you say it Mar- <laughs> what is it I don't Mar- know Marshall Ali I've Isn't never it? heard anyone say his name before Ma- but it's, the, it's the guy from Moonlight. Yeah, saying how it's spelt, Marsh, it looks it, like Mahashala. But I've never heard somebody say it. I love how you tried to pull me up because I tried to glide through that so smoothly. <laughs> You're an idiot. No, because you said it like a girl's name. It's like Marsha Ali. Marsha, I don't know how to say it. Oh, that's why I tried to skim through it so quickly and sound professional, but you just destroyed You just destroyed Burn that. that professional thing, man. Uh, anyway, the new, the new season of True Detective, yeah. season three, really good shot between different stages of his his life investigating a missing uh, missing case with a boy and a girl then him reliving it uh, retelling it in the 90s to his superiors then him reliving it again as a 70 year old man with um he's quite forgetful and telling it to like a true true crime tv program uh, so i've only just got into that i really recommend it and this other one that's got uh, benny del toro uh, escape benicio del toro there we go that's the professional name i was waiting for <laughs> with the <laughs> with the fat with the fat tongue and the flat tongue <laughs> uh, escape at 
Dan Mora. Is it Dane Mora? Dane Mora, Dan Mora. Anyway, about two detectives. And this is a true story about two inmates, prison inmates, mm. who hook up with a... Shawshank s- Redemption. It's like Shawshank Redemption mixed with prison break. Um, they they hook up with uh, a civilian who works in the prison at the sewing factory part of the prison. She gets it on with the two... Uh, yeah, she she gets beasted by him as yeah. well. Yeah, wow. she takes him into the into the cupboard into like the the stock room. One one guy she's seeing and a bit like crazy teach in real life. Oh, what with the prison inmate? Yeah, we don't know how much of that's true. Well, that's supposed to be uh, with the prison ward, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he greased her off, but uh, anyway, you, you, well, if he was in prison for a long time, you would try and definitely yeah. try and get a sniff somewhere. Come on. So they work together with the with the woman with the civilian who's working, and she's she, she's having sexual relations with them both, but separately, and they plan their escape. And it's a true story, apparently, a few years ago. And Ben Stiller produced produces it and directs it, and it's 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 really good. That's really interesting because Ben Stiller's got a great sense of humor, so I would think. I, you would, I would think, I would assume there was some kind of comedy some element dry, to it. There's some dry humour like uh, Fargo. You know, so Fargo, yeah. like the programme and the film, it's got that Midwest, uh, Middle America, dry, bit like hillbilly, hillbilly local People humor. loved that. I never really did get into Fargo like that. Fargo's really good. The film's really good and c- the couple of the seasons are amazing. Season one and two was, was, was amazing. So that type of dry humour was really good. Um, I finished Peaky Blinders, Pound for Pound, up there, phenomenal, and I'm waiting for Game of Thrones to start with a new season. Yeah, waiting, um, for, waiting for the dragons to take over. Boy, obviously, you know me. I don't really watch Game of Thrones, but I'm sure it's going to be good. Yeah, of course. Um, everybody good. loves it. Up there, Peaky Blinders is supposed to be dope. I might need to see that. Yeah. There's also another new TV show coming, new season of The Punisher. Punisher's ready. I never. I watched the first episode and then didn't get oh, into it. So hot. I mean. Netflix has cancelled most of their Marvel TV shows, but The Punisher has survived. Why have they cancelled that? Cancel culture? I've never looked into why uh, Iron Fist and why... Some of it was terrible though, wasn't it? Why, wasn't Iron Fist um, pretty bad? Luke Cage was cancelled. Luke Cage but, was alright, wasn't it? Uh, some of it was terrible as well. But I, well I, reckon, I think we just answered the question. Terrible. Well, I reckon it's ratings. I reckon it comes down yeah, to Yeah, it ratings. all boils down to ratings. Because Punisher and Daredevil probably had the most ratings. Maybe that's why they'll still be around. But um, there's a there's there's a lot of there's a lot of quality television coming through, yeah. and because it is getting even colder now, we're waiting for the beast of the east. It's definitely season the the east. to start to start staying in hibernating. If you're hibernating, we are hibernating with you. Uh, hopefully, you can listen to us. Go back and check out the last few episodes and videos. No doubt. Um, so yeah, that kind of sounds like you're wrapping things up there, bro. It's a good time. Why not, man? Anything, anything, any last messages you wanted to say? Man, I just kind of want to say that there's a lot of new technology coming out this year. Um, I'm excited about 5G. I'm excited about... What's 5G? About... Do you talk about this in your, in your tech hop? You can check out my magazine, Tech Hop UK. Um, you'll find out a lot about all of this kind of technology coming. But 5G is like 4G. We've got the 4G uh, mobile network okay. that we use on our mobile phones. 5G is going to be coming this year, which is 1,000 times more powerful than 4G. Are we are we behind with that technology? Like is South Korea no, no. and Oh, parts of I'm Asia not sure what's that? going on in the rest of the world, but it is coming to us in 2019 and 2020. Top three selected things ticked for this year is probably that. Um and um 
Oh man, there was a there was a technology trade show recently. There was so much tech. What, what do I talk about? Did you the, go to it? The Impossible Burger. No, I didn't go. The Impossible Burger. Yeah, Impossible. <laughs> that sounds, sounds like a, a girl that you're trying to a... chat up and you. <laughs> <laughs> She's celibate. It's impossible. You can't eat her. Ain't <laughs> nobody getting there. She got a chest that you built on. <laughs> CES. 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 Um, yeah, the consumer, uh, whatever it is, show. Electronic show. Yeah. Um, I just guessed that. Yeah, probably, probably is. <laughs> so CES 2019's gone recently. Impossible Burger, um, 5G. And uh, Uber taxis, Uber air taxis. What? Yeah. In the helicopter. Uber air taxis. Trust me, look, look all of this shit up. Yeah. Uber air taxis unveiled at CES 2019. Wow. That, that, that is definitely my top three selected technologies for this year. And we can check that out in your online mag. Tech Hop UK. I'm feeling it. So, I'm sure the listeners will be too. Yeah, make sure you listen, make sure you subscribe. I've got nothing else to say other than we are sticking through dry January. We are. Second episode of the year. We're getting it. I think we're doing well, man. Yeah, I'm happy, man. It's been productive. Most definitely. It's the Skirto episode. Make sure you follow us, like, comment, subscribe, and share. These things really help us. If you like what we're doing, Please support us because we need that. We need that support, man. So like, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It's your boy Cal Serious. Your boy English. We are Beer Rap and Banter. At Beer Rap Bants. And we out. Peace. Peace.